Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. McDavid to nurse, shoots, scores! The Edmonton Oilers are in the top eight. That's the goal. You prepared to trade your uh, first-round draft pick for an asset that's got a contract carrying forward. The right guy to me to come in and coach that team in the future, Dave Tickett. That's all I'm going to say. We have to earn the right to be a playoff team first. got to have a regular season where you earn that right to be a playoff team. Where their lineup is right now, there just really isn't room for them. And, you know, I, I think they're trying to move them. How about Zach Hyman's first as an Oiler? This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. Here comes McDavid. Back oh. pieces and uh, the hope and expectation there is that we that we can take another step. I came here and want to be a part of this team and I think there's something special here. Hi, this is Zach Cassian. I'm Darnell Nurse. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Chen. Bass band from the 1980s. Welcome, Bob Stopper, joining you from the West Coast. Not surprisingly, a little bit overcast today. The Edmonton Oilers tonight in Vancouver looking to build upon their 5-3 victory against a team that, uh, well, both teams have got uh, significant players out with COVID protocol. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you daily by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. We'll get to uh, a setup for tonight's show into our top story and audio vault and all that kind of stuff in the first 20 minutes. Joining us at 12.20 from the Athletic out of Vancouver, Thomas Drance. It is a Tuesday. Sportsnet Specmark Specter today at uh, 12.35 for the Horses in Horse Racing Alberta. And uh, we will tell you that live racing at Century Mile for the Standard Reds Saturday is at 1.15. Spec from 12.30 to 1.30 today. The Edmonton Oil Kings at home tonight against the Moose Jaw Warriors. That is at Rogers Place, Oil Kings head coach Brad Lauer. They've had a little bit of time off here. Uh, he will join us at 1.35. You can reach us at any time on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063. The slots are now open at the River Cree 24-7. More chances to play, more chances of winning. Non-stop excitement on the biggest game in Florida and Western Canada, plus daily dining specials at more than their 10 great restaurants and bars. For more information, head to rivercreeresort.com. And you can text us on the Ashley Five Floors text line at 7804960063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to AshleyFineFloors.com. Uh, I'm in Vancouver. Cody Jansen, aka Janner31, 
underscore is uh, manning the studio back at 630 Chad in Edmonton. Brendan Escott, big part of the show, will be rejoining us on Friday. He'll be uh, hosting the show while I'll be on the bird flying to Montreal. Edmonton and Vancouver tonight. That's our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. We will tell you... Uh, the uh, Edmonton Oilers uh, will be hitting the ice in 21 minutes' time. Um, the Canucks have had some challenges in goal. Thatcher, uh, first of all, Yaroslav Halak got stuck in the States uh, with the quarantine rules, so he is not an option in between the pipes. Thatcher Demko is their number one man, 17-14-1, 2.62 goals against average, 9.17 save percentage. I mean, he was a big part of the reason why the Canucks have gone 10-4-2 and under Bruce Boudreau. At one point, he had a 9.55 save percentage in his first seven appearances, all wins. Um, doesn't look like he's available. So Spencer Martin, who tested positive, and this is the world that we live in today, he tested positive a couple days ago, turned out to be a false positive. So it appears that he might be getting the call. They started Michael DiPietro the other night in the loss against the St. Louis Blues. For Edmonton, Miko Koskinen starts. He's 13-8-1, a 3.31 goals against average, 8.98 save percentage. Um, Six and seven in his career against Vancouver all the way. But by the way, Demko, three, seven, and one. So that's our top story, the goaltending matchup. And uh, we will have Thomas Drance at about 12.20 just to talk about how crazy this recent run has been. We're going to shed some more insight on our Oilers Now lineup report brought to you by Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. Find your dream home, sell your old home. Sold today, Edmonton.ca. Zach Hyman remains back in Edmonton. Um... The orders it appears there's a good chance they'll get Ryan Nugent Hopkins back as we go into the orders now audio vault for direct workwear. Uh, direct workwear specialized to work with your business, outfit your crew from head to toe in Edmonton and Fort McMurray. Dave Tippett, Oilers head coach, had this to say on the potential return with RNH and how he touches all aspects of the team's game, including the special teams. He plays a big part in both those. You know, our power play, he's been playing. Uh, Playing on that pretty steady here for two or three years and does a big job there. And then both him and Hyman have been out and uh, they're they're good penalty killers for us. So that's uh, he'll jump back into both those quickly. Well, and in the case of Ryan Nugent Hopkins, of all the Edmonton Oilers penalty killers, Nugent Hopkins has the lowest rate of uh, goals against per 60. Uh, when he's on the PK. So he's the best one by a mile. Uh, Derek Ryan and Colton Sevier and Devin Shore have been getting, to be frank with you, uh, they've had some challenges here over the last 15 games. Like they've been, the numbers are not pretty there. Uh, Hyman, I expect back maybe by Thursday against uh, Nashville. And if the Oilers get Ryan and Hyman back, they both play in the power play and they both play in the PK. They'll be a different team when they get those guys uh, back up and running into the lineup. Now, Zach Cassian spoke yesterday as well. Appears that he's going to play. He was on a line yesterday, and we'll set the lines again momentarily here. But Cassian uh, f had these comments. Uh, he was on a line yesterday with Nugent Hopkins and Perlini, and Zach had this to say about RNH's impact. Obviously, when you get Nuge back, I've talked about it to you guys numerous times. He's a leader in the room. He does so many things out there that uh, helps our team win hockey games. He's on the PK. He's on the PP. He's 5-on-5. Five five. He, he chews up minutes, and they're all good minutes for our team. So whenever you can get a guy back like that, it's a huge bonus. And to play with a guy like that...
Uh, it's always fun. You know, he's a, he's a great passer. You can tell by his uh, his assist this year. But um, for me, I just need to get back, get moving, play physical, get to the net. And you know if I'm open, Nuge, uh, more times than not, he's going to find you. Well, and the Oilers played Nugent Hopkins and Cassian in the fourth game against, when push came to come against the Jets, they were together. They were on a line together, and I've never lost sight of that. And we've all wondered, are they going to go the three-headed monster down the middle? That is a possibility. Just one more on Cassian. He missed Saturday night's game due to a non-COVID-related illness. Uh, he shed some insight in what he was going through. I didn't watch too much of it, to be honest. Um... I wasn't feeling really well, I was throwing up, but um, I was checking my phone, obviously when I saw we were down 2-0, um, didn't like seeing that, but um, after speaking with the guys, and uh, I was really happy for, for Miko, most importantly, um, he obviously took, took a lot of heat, and has taken a lot of heat, and um, that wears on guys mentally, um, more so than physically, but uh, for him to step up and be the best player from what I heard um, is awesome, and we're going to need him to keep doing that. It was huge to get Get that win I think for me I need to I feel like I haven't played I feel like we've played two games in 12 days and then I got the COVID beforehand and then was sick so I'm just trying to get in a rhythm here it's uh uh, it's been tough, um, but hey, um, back in tomorrow. Excited to get in the rhythm here. We're playing every other day, it looks like, for the most part, besides that little break we have at that All-Star break. Uh, looks like we're going to go every other day for the next uh, little while here. So um, looking forward to getting back, bringing more energy. I think I can bring a little more energy and, and be physical. And um, when I do that, it seems to rub off on guys. And uh, for myself, I think I'm, I'm playing at my best when I'm doing that. All right, that is Zach Cassian. Let's circle back in the Oilers now. Lineup report for Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Find your dream home, sell your old home. Sold today, Edmonton.ca. Here we go. Based on yesterday's practice, Connor McDavid up front with Ryan McLeod and Connor Yamamoto. McDavid's been snake bit offensively a bit of late. He has torched the Vancouver Canucks in the past. 52 points, including 16 goals in 33 games in his career against Vancouver. That said, Connor, uh, just with three assists over the course of five games, he didn't get a point in three consecutive games. McLeod up on the left side instead of at center. Yamamoto will play right wing. Dreisaitl with 16 goals and 42 points in 39 games plus 9 against Vancouver. Coming off the 2-2 and 4 against the Flames on Saturday night with Fogel and Pugliarvi. And yes, Pugliarvi's got 6 goals in 20 career games against Vancouver. As we mentioned, Nugent Hopkins to center Cassian and Perlini. Uh, Perlini with 4 goals and 5 points his last 7 games. RNH with 13 goals 29 points in 47 games against Vancouver. Of course, he got a hat against them in his rookie year in the NHL. He's missed the last five games with a lower body issue. That's indeed if he's cleared to go. And I think there's a chance that's going to happen. Derek Ryan with Devin Shore and Colton Sevier. So the extra line yesterday at practice was Turris at center uh, with Tyler Benson and Seth Griffith. On defense, Darnell Nurse, 13, uh, three goals, 14 points in 31 games against Vancouver, plus nine with Evan Bouchard coming off of a couple of power play goal performance against the Flames on Saturday. Duncan Keith with Cody Cece, Chris Russell, who's not scored in his last 116 NHL games, plus four on the season with Slater Cuckoo and Koskinen again will be the uh, starter for Edmonton. That's what we think the lines are going to look like for the Canucks. Bo Horvat. And Connor Garland are down in the, uh, they're currently stuck in quarantining. They are not able to, uh, 
play. Uh, JT Miller is coming off a COVID protocol. They're going to put together the lotto line of uh, Pedersen, Besser, and Miller. Miller's been their best offensive player of the last three years, 157 points in 161 games. Pedersen this year, nine goals, uh, 21 points in 41 games. So he's averaging half a point per game. The Canucks, by the way, are 10-4-2 under Bruce Boudreau after going 8-15-2. But it's been defense, not offense. It's got it done. Uh, Vancouver, 28th in the league in goals for, 12th in the league in goals against. And they are dead last on the PK, 67%. Edmonton has the best power play in the NHL at 30.5. So the, the lot of lines together, it's looking like uh, Lamico with Highmore and Mott, Dickinson with Hoaglander and Chason, Dowling with Colson and Bailey. Um, I think we're going to get an update here briefly on Tanner Pearson, who appears to be out for Vancouver as well. On defense, OEL with Tyler Myers, uh, Hughes with Poolman. Might see Brad Hunt draw in, uh, possibly with Luke Shen. We'll have to wait and see on that front. And again, we believe Spencer Martin actually might be the starter in goal. Just waiting a little bit of clarity. As we're going right now, the Canucks are doing a media availability with Bruce Boudreau. So that is a look at the uh, two teams tonight. It's 12-17. We are going to head into NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Company branded apparel, products, and awards all created in-house. Shop local at ElitePromoMarketing.com. Back in the 630 Chad Studios, here is Cody Jansen. Well, the Flyers have hired John Torchetti as an assistant coach for the remainder of the season. Team Canada released their roster for the Olympics. A few familiar names here. Bakersfield's own Adam Cracknell is going to be there. Former Oiler David DeHarnay. Former Southside Athletic Club sniper Adam Tambellini. Two Sherwood Park products in Daniel Carr and Matt Tompkins as well. Eight games in the NHL tonight. Canadian teams in action include Ottawa hosting Buffalo. Winnipeg welcomes Florida. Then the Oilers are in Vancouver, of course. And in the dub, the Edmonton Oil Kings host the Moose Jaw Warriors tonight. There you go. All right. It is uh, one, or check that, 1218 in Edmonton, 1118 Pacific. When we come back, uh, we are going to engage with Thomas Drance, who spent a few years as the PR man for the Florida Panthers and writes for the Athletic based in Vancouver. You're listening to Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, about uh, 150 yards away or so from Rogers Arena, the Edmonton Oilers and the Vancouver Canucks tonight. The Canucks uh, ravaged by COVID right now. Uh, the Oilers won't have Zach Hyman, significant player for them. Uh, Tyson Berry appearing to uh, remain out for uh, Edmonton as well. Obviously, Mike Smith not on the trip either. Uh, we are going to head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline at 1221 at Edmonton. We are here. pleased to welcome back to the show Thomas Drance, who writes for The Athletic, former PR man for the Florida Panthers. Hi, Thomas. How you doing? Bob, I'm doing well. Just uh, watching some Oilers goaltenders uh, get some work in. Looks like a lightly attended optional for Edmonton. Uh, and it's going to be an interesting game. Both teams missing significant players and both teams tied in points, although the Oilers have games in hand. This feels like a pretty big game from a Vancouver perspective. I'm sure that's the same for an Edmonton team that's been reeling of late, although, of course, they got off the schneid over the weekend. Yeah, all right. Well, let's, let's cut to who's starting. Is, is Spencer Martin, Martin starting in goal for Vancouver? Or is it be looks, looks like it. Looks like it. Bruce Boudreaux. Uh, we'll be speaking perhaps while we're chatting. So check Twitter for me. Let me know if uh, if the Demco, okay. uh, if any Demco news breaks while we're on the line. But I would expect Spencer Martin, based on the routine that he put in at Canucks Morning Skate this morning. Uh, of course, he had a really solid, like workmanlike start against a tired Panthers team on Friday. But that was his first NHL game in uh, five years. 
It was the first time that he'd started that he'd surrendered fewer than three goals. Uh, it's a big test against that offense. It will be a big test tonight if he's in the net. But what a tremendous opportunity for a guy to show that maybe he can be one of those, you know, capable third goalies. Everyone in the NHL wants yeah. them. We've already seen 100-plus goalies play in the league this year. Uh, so a huge opportunity for him. But, you know, this Canucks team kind of goes as Demko goes. Uh, so if he's absent again tonight, that is, without question, a significant loss for Vancouver. All right. Well, and, you know, you know what the numbers are. And, and the Oilers have had the lowest shooting percentage at five on five in the league over the last 16 games. They're due mm-hmm. to break out at some point. Uh, the Canucks get JT Miller back, it appears. Uh, what's going on with Corvette, Garland, and where was Tanner Pearson today? Uh, yeah, Tanner Pearson, well, Boudreaux will update. I mean, it, you know, he's one of the Canucks that never caught COVID the first round when the team had the outbreak in March of 2021. Okay. Um, he also hasn't been caught we by can, Om- just, just Omicron yet. Just, just, yep. yep. Uh, Demco is still in COVID protocol. There's your update yep. for you. Yeah, there, okay. uh, that's what I would have expected based on what we saw this morning. And then, and then in Pearson's case, um, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, absent from morning skate, didn't look like uh, didn't look like they were preparing to play with him tonight. Uh, and that's a big loss. He's been like on PP one, big part of their top six. Uh, he's played a lot with Miller and Brock Besser on a top line that's probably been Vancouver's best overall line uh, since Boudreau took over. So, you know, it's it's not a insignificant loss for the Canucks in the event that Pearson can't go tonight for whatever reason. Uh, one hopes that he won't be added to protocol. As for Horvat and Garland and Yarrow Halak as well, um, you know, still caught on the opposite side of the border, right? They, they wow. have all lapsed their five days at this point, but um, still can't get back because, of course, the, the you know it's five days there it's five days in bc but in when you're trying to shuttle between the border it's 10 days uh so that's uh that's a significant loss for the canucks and you know something that's going to challenge every canadian team and honestly every american team visiting canada as we saw with pavel busnevich the other night played in seattle returned from covid protocol played in seattle but couldn't get across for the vancouver game and yet um, you know, I believe he played last night in Calgary, right? So it's just uh, it's a strange moment for NHL teams to navigate, particularly with the border rules as they are. I had Bill Zito on the show on Thursday and point blank asked him, and you worked down on that Florida market. I said, yeah. you know, is the is the current is the current situation in the league fair? And are there advantages that markets, uh, you know, the two teams in Florida, Carolina, Texas, Nashville, are there advantages there when you're, as a former agent, when you're selling to players that, that come at the expense of the Canadian teams? And his response was, do I have to answer that? <laughs> and now we have one further thing. And the thing that we have further is this whole yeah. situation with I I'm concerned here that this is going to limit the options for teams that want to add players at the trade deadline here because uh, well, it's already, di- very difficult. Go ahead. You're going to say we've already seen it. We've already seen players make free agent decisions based off of the difference in how lifestyle exists during COVID waves. Like we've already seen it. It's already impacted player decision-making in free agency. Uh, it's going to continue 
so long as you know restrictions exist, so long as empty buildings are a thing in Canada, so long as there's 50% attendance, as there will be in Vancouver tonight, um, it is going to be something that teams have to be aware of and navigate, just like the disparate tax rates and you know the the media attention. I mean, it's just another thing where you are going to have to keep in mind that you're acquiring, signing, trading for, getting the right people in for your market. Um, you know, there's no question. There's no question that it will be an advantage for some of the teams, um, you know, in markets that have handled uh, COVID with a sort of more lax approach. All right. A uh, couple interesting changes. Uh, Jim Rutherford comes in as general manager. Bruce Boudreaux the coach. The team goes 10-4-2 under Gabby. Uh, mm-hmm. who's represented by Gil Scott. Uh, Gil's son, Bill, works for the Oilers. I've been at the annual uh, NHL draft dinner with uh, with Gabby and Barry Trotz and Gil for the last several years when we actually did those sort of things. Yeah. Uh, but how much of it was Demko? I mean, he had a 9.55 save percentage in his first seven starts for Gabby. So you're going to win <laughs> yeah. a lot of games when you're like that. Is it, Give me your impression of how things, if, if at all, have, have they changed under Bruce Boudreaux? Yeah, I know. Look, the team is better, is playing better. Period. I think they needed change. You know, I think a lot of it was a relief. You know, this this hanging over the heads of this organization for almost 12 months prior to the changes were when are changes coming, right? It was a constant cacophony of pressure and external noise and speculation. And I think it was a huge relief when that ended. And, and I also think when you're going to make an in-season change, bringing in a coach with Boudreaux's sort of you know, laid back player centric approach is what's most likely to get you the bump in season, the bump in results. You know, we, I mean, we've seen the taskmaster uh, mid season change. Like you can get a team playing uh, better in terms of their structure, in terms of their form. And we saw this with Daryl Sutter in, in Calgary last year, the moment he took over, they were a better team. It's just the results didn't follow the way they did with Boudreaux. Boudreaux's definitely benefited from some extraordinary goaltending from Thatcher Demko, who was probably the best goalie in the world in the month of December. But there's more going on than that. You are seeing this Canucks team generate more. You are seeing them play more aggressively at five on five. Defenders are pinching more. You're seeing a lot more punt and hunt um, out of the defensive zone. Uh, I'd watch for some high flippy tonight. Um, So you are seeing some changes. Uh, you know, the, the other thing that happened was they went to a pressure PK under Scott Walker, assistant coach Scott Walker, and for a run of about nine games, went from being one of the league's worst penalty-killing teams in history in the first 25 games to being a 90% team over the subsequent nine games, Boudreaux's first nine games. Club was 8-0-1 in those games. And since then, the PK has again sprung a leak. Club has surrendered eight power play goals against in the last seven. Uh, their record isn't quite as sterling over those seven games as you'd expect. And honestly, Bob, I, I don't think the power play or the penalty kill is going back to 90%. Like, this is going to be a problem all season for this team. For yeah. me, I, I suspect it's a personnel issue. It's just that I'm not sure this roster has enough of the guys you win with in terms of. You know, that top nine talent who also is a really good penalty killer, your Zach Hyman type. And so, you know, I do think yep. that's going to be an issue for this team and will hold them back. But no question uh, what happened in Boudreaux's first 16 games is more than goaltending. Uh, there, It's a more complicated story, and this team is certainly controlling play better at five-on-five five and playing better overall. Uh, is it enough, however, to make up for the special teams yep. issues and the lack of overall offensive pop? I'm not sure. 
Hey, Thomas, we really appreciate you squeezing us in. I know you got your own show to get ready for. Thank you for joining us here in Oilers Now. Bob, anything for you, my friend. Have a good show. Cheers. All right, that's Thomas Trans from The Athletic. It's 1230 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Mark Spector for the horses when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.